I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, everyone? Welcome back for a brand new edition of Collider Ladies Night Pre-Party. I'm so excited. Yeah. Welcome, one of the stars of National Treasure, the edge of history to the show. It is Zuri Reed who plays Tasha. Congratulations. Your Thank energy you so in that role is perfect. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. You know, I, I, I put so much of myself in, into Tasha, truly. So oh. that means a lot. We are going to get to that. I'm very curious about yeah. all of all the layers to her and also like the layers that I have yet to see because I'm only four episodes in. Before okay. we get to National Treasure, though, we have to learn a little bit about you and every ladies night conversation starts here. What was the movie performance, personal experience, you name it, that first made you say to yourself, I have to be an actor and nothing else? Okay, so growing up, right? I loved, loved, loved Disney. That That's a Raven was one of my favorite shows ever. And I was obsessed with her. I wanted to do everything that she did. I would like sit in my room and Google, well, the, the, the computer room, because back then, like there was, there was just desktop computers. Um, and I would Google like Raven Simone's full name, Raven Simone, like this, 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 literally obsessed. Um, and I think that truly sparked my first love, my my interest. And then in school and church, during like school plays, I was always auditioning to be the lead. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been it's been my thing for a very long time. I feel like I probably should have rephrased that question a little bit for you because it isn't just <laughs> acting. You're also you're also like a filmmaker, an animator, and then yeah. also. When I first Googled your name for the very first time, I think I think the automatic like Google description for you that comes up is like musical yeah. artist. So so you do hmm. music as well. I do, I do. Yes, my first my first love. Uh, actually, my very first job was The Lion King on Broadway. So I was able to sing and act in one, and I never stopped. That's so cool. So do you have ambitions to to continue doing stage work as well in addition to screen work? Of course I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do. I'm so obsessed with Broadway. 
Um, my friends know this about me. I, I, I listen to musical soundtracks like it's the new like Drake album or SZA. Like truly, I'm like, okay, Hamilton, Les Mis. <laughs> yeah, that's me. So have Hamilton and Les Mis are the, the number one and number two, or is there any other, you know, album that is the favorite? <laughs> I think, so I'm obsessed with Once on This Island, that um, original Broadway soundtrack and The Color Purple. I actually auditioned for The Color Purple when I was still doing Lion King. I was I was like 10 or, or 11. Um, and I flew back to New York for the audition with my mom. Um, and I think she got me the the soundtrack like just to, to practice the music. And I listened to it that entire summer. The audition was over, it it, it been over. Um, and I still listen to it and I know all of the music till this day. But I didn't see the show until I think my 18th birthday in New York and Cynthia Erivo. She's incredible. <laughs> So incredible. It, it it changed my life, truly. So yes, I'm obsessed. Okay. I, I have some questions now about making the transition <laughs> from stage to screen. I, yeah. I guess in particular, because this is something someone else had brought up to me fairly recently, but that they started on the stage. And when you hit a certain age, when it comes to Broadway productions, it's almost like a dead zone where when you grow out of being a child actor, but you're still not yeah. old enough to work those regular hours, there's that period where where like you can't do anything in that sector. Did that happen to you? Yeah, yeah. You know, after Lion King, um, I moved back to Philly and I went to school. I, I graduated high school and I was auditioning here and, and there throughout those those years. But it is difficult because, um, one, I wasn't living in New York yet. So like trying to balance my regular life and my acting life, um, it was just very different. Uh, but my agency, Abrams Artists, they stuck by me. And uh, I finally moved to, to New York when I was um, had just graduated high school and I'm still here and I love New York so much. So definitely a journey for sure. So when you decided to move to New York and let's say not LA, was the hope I'm going to move to New York and I'm gonna have a career on the stage? Yes, on the stage, um, in front of the camera, either one really. Um, I've I've been obsessed with musicals since about 10, since uh, Lion King. So I was really just up for anything that would come my way. Uh, but when I was uh, 18, I started filming The Get Down on Netflix. And that was like, okay, maybe I do want to do the film thing. Yeah, for sure. I just felt so, so comfortable. But it was really cool because The Get Down is a musical show as well. So I was able to to rap and express myself musically in that way. Uh, so it's kind of just like the, the best of both worlds at that point. Looking back on The Get Down, because acting for the camera can be a very different type of performance than acting for a live audience on a stage. So when you first hit that set, is there anything about what it meant to act for the camera instead that kind of caught you by surprise or you had to adjust to? Um, you know, I think I was, I was pretty aware that stage acting versus film acting is very different. You know, the, the camera... The camera is your audience and it's right here in front of your face. So the camera sees everything. Whereas when you're on a stage, you have to act for the people in the very, very back. So everything is bigger and it's more dramatic. Uh, so that there's definitely differences 
for sure. Um, but I think I, I handled it pretty well, especially because the, the very last thing that I shot with the get down was a performance. So I was kind of able to like still perform in that capacity, even though there, there, there were cameras, you know, there. But it was a big audience scene, so. I feel like that's the 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 perfect marriage of the two to to get you exactly what you need in both sectors, yeah. and then also give you some new tools maybe to move on to you know full blown screen work without any of those performance elements. Exactly. One of my dream roles, um, I would love to be in a musical film. Uh, like I, I told you, Les Mis is one of my favorite musicals ever, and the film with Anne Hathaway and uh, just fantastic that is one of my dream jobs for sure I feel like if um if we had had this conversation like a month ago I would have been saying to you like go and get wicked roles but I feel like I that's all I've been seeing in the past couple of weeks is they keep casting it up yes. and I'm like yes 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 I'm so excited for that project it's gonna be great that cast is awesome yeah. I'm I'm quite excited for that one as well um so you get the get down you're living in New York was there ever anyone in your corner who maybe suggested that you move to LA as the screen opportunities started to come your way? And like, I guess, how how is it different to get an audition for a show like National Treasure when, you know, you're based in New York versus having an established presence right yeah. smack in the middle of Hollywood? Right, right. Um, so I definitely, I, I love LA. I love the weather. Um, I think that it's beautiful. But I'm such a city girl, you know, like I was born and raised in Philadelphia. Um, I grew up on the bus and like trains, just city life, city life. So moving to L.A. just seemed so far off from what I was used to. And then my agency was here and they're so amazing. They, they have a New York office and an L.A. office. So I was easily able to audition for both, you know, cities. Um, while staying close to home and being comfortable where um, I'm living at. So I don't know about LA, maybe one day perhaps, but there, there were definitely people um, in my ear, but I know that my team was able to get me like both places and I was comfortable here. So I decided to stay and I'm so happy that I did. This is a good team to have in your corner. Yeah. You're talking to a lifelong New Yorker who said she would never, ever, ever move to LA. And I did it in 2016. And it's nice here too. It's nice here too, but nothing compares to Manhattan. Exactly. Exactly. I just feel like New Yorkers have, have a certain like pizzazz about them that I just can't, I can't lose at the moment. There's a certain energy in that 24-7 vibe that I will always crave because I am always craving New York energy. What, what's what's like, let's go for food. What is your food go-to in, in Manhattan? Oh my gosh. I'm such a foodie too. I'm like, okay, what do I like? What do I like? Um, I love, uh, there's this place called, what is the Thai place on 2nd Avenue? I think it's Thailand Cafe when you're in Soho and you want something good to eat, like a rice meal, Thailand Cafe on 2nd Avenue is one of my favorite places. They have great um, drinks and amazing food. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a curry person and it's just like the right amount of spice. So good. So, so good. I always need recommendations, new recommendations because yeah. I'm a creature of habit. And every single time I go home to New York, I go to Five Napkin Burger and the Meatball Shop. And then I go to 
Side napkin burger and the meatball shop over and over. <laughs> same thing, same thing. Yeah. Going back to some of your screen work here, before we jump into uh, National Treasure Full Force, I love asking mm -hmm. this question because I know auditioning can be one of the most challenging parts of the process here. Can you mm -hmm. give me one audition high, but then also can you give me one audition low and tell me how you either overcame that low or what you learned from it that you were able to apply to future auditions? Okay, so I auditioned for years straight without anything happening. Um, one, I was, again, I was going to, to school and not living in the city yet, um, trying to just like balance my life. So there were so many times where I would uh, catch the bus to New York and go on an audition and there's 50 other girls in the room. Um, some may look just like me, some may look completely different. And it's just like, you never really know what, what they want, you know? Um, the one thing my mom has always told me is that if the job is for you, it is for you. It doesn't matter who else is there, who else is in the room. If it's for you, it's for you and it won't miss you. Right. So, so many times I was up for so many jobs that I just knew um, was meant for me, but then I, I, I didn't get it. So it wasn't meant for me. Right. But in the moment, you don't you don't feel that way. You're just like, ugh. but I wanted it. Um, but then something amazing happens like National Treasure. Right. Um, and, and Audition High, <sighs> National Treasure, <laughs> incredible, truly incredible. From my very first um, producer session with Veronica Rooney, our casting director, and Mira Nair, um, Marianne and Cormac Wiberly, it was just, I got on Zoom with them and I'm like, oh, I have to work with these people. Like, again, I'm like, oh, this job has to be for me. And it was. So I'm so thankful. The cast chemistry in the show in general is one of the major highlights, but, and I'm not just yeah. saying this because you're on the show right now, the second you appear on screen, there's like, there's that kind of special, like indescribable spark between you and the character that you're playing that immediately yeah. made me stop and think like, yes, that is where my eye will often be drawn. And that is a pitch perfect pairing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. No, the cast is so, so, so amazing. So actually that was a part of the audition process as well. Um, once I had my first producer session, um, then we did something called chemistry reads. So I read with Lisette Oliveira for the very first time. Um, she was in LA, I was in New York and we live in, in a world of Zoom now. Um, but even through Zoom, it was like I knew her my entire life. Like we we were just bouncing off of each other. It was funny. It was natural. Um, so I'm so happy that it reads that way on the on the screen because it's truly how we are in real life now too. Um, but that happened automatically, even through the screen. So so lucky to have her as my partner for sure. Does not surprise me to hear that one day. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So you jump into this big, big, highly anticipated Disney Plus series. You have mm-hmm. some great people around you. But what would you say is the best piece of advice you got for doing your first big show before having jumped into it and now having completed season one? What advice would you give to another actor out there about to do their first big TV show for the very first time? I think, um, especially when you're filming on location, I think it's just so important to stay focused, stay focused, stay focused. Um, I We filmed in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I had never been there before. I was away from my family. I was away from my friends. Um, and it's just not a very busy city as well. I grew to absolutely love it there um, because we were there for about seven months. So um, after a while, it, it did become home. Um, but it, it could have easily uh, been a distraction. The fact that I was missing my home life and uh, trying to focus here and New Orleans is our way. And like, it was just, you know, lots of distractions, but stay focused, um, stay professional. And my biggest thing is be easy to work with. Bringing up the, you know, going away and maybe being a little homesick. What is something Mm -hmm. that you can always turn to, to kind of pack and take with you on travel jobs so that, you know, you could still have a little bit of home with you. Maybe a picture of my dog. (laughs) My dog, I have a 15 year old Pomeranian. His name is Baby. I absolutely love him. So, so much. He's 15, but he has so much energy. He doesn't act 15 at all. So I hope he lives until he's 45. (laughs) Yes, I need 30 more years with him, please. I love him so much. Oh, that's adorable. I love that. (laughs) That's definitely a good thing to have with you too. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Tasha in particular. Maybe Mm -hmm. to tease her a little bit here without just asking you to give me the standard character description. Can you tell me at the very beginning of the show, what is Tasha's greatest strength, but then also what's her greatest weakness, the thing that could wind up doing her in on this treasure hunting adventure that they're on? Um, She's very like steadfast. I think Um, she's, she has such a strong mind. She's not easily swayed at all. And that could also be a weakness because when Jess comes to her with this thing about a possible treasure um, involving the FBI and the government, and that is literally on Tasha's like number one, I don't do list. Like she hates the government, she hates the FBI. Um, that could be a weakness because she then has to say to herself, like, okay, do I take a step back and put my feelings aside for the bigger picture, which is to help my my girl, or do I stay steadfast on what I believe, which is the FBI is a no-no. Um, so kind of both of those, I would say, for sure. But throughout the series, she grows, my girl changes, um, she evolves. Um, 
And yeah, that's all I'll say. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It's difficult yeah. to answer those questions without teetering yeah. into spoilers. Going back to what you said at the very, very beginning now about infusing some of yourself into Tasha, can you tell me a little bit about maybe how you first pictured her when you first got the role and then maybe who she turned out to be when you started to fill in the lines in between, fill in the, the blank space in between the lines on the page that you were given, like things that felt true to you and purely your own. So one, um, one thing, Tasha is just such a good friend. I love how she interacts with, with her friends and how she takes care of, of her friends. Um, her, uh, Love interest, I'll say, um, Oren, who's played by Antonio Cipriano. He's amazing. Um, and Tasha and Oren have such like a like a back and forth relationship. They're both hilarious, I think. Um, but I don't know. It's 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 the maturity level that's like not really there. Um, so throwing some of that in in there, but being being able to go back and forth with him was awesome in like a little bit of of our personalities. Um, for sure. But the really cool thing about this show, they, they didn't give us the entire season at first. So we kind of got episode by, by episode, which allowed us to grow naturally as the story grew, you know? So I wasn't, I didn't know the arc of, of my character until we got there, which allowed it to play more natural. Um, it's really cool, right? Like I, it was, it was, it was awesome. And in hindsight, I'm happy that they didn't give it it, it to us, because um, it was just that 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 natural thrill that we had filming in the process. Yeah. Let's go to the the full cast here, because you kind of were just uh, talking about cast chemistry here. And in general, I love hearing about the variety of different acting techniques and approaches to the work that are out there. So, of everyone in the National Treasure Ensemble. Which two actors would you say have the most polar opposite ways of approaching their work? Where when you're their scene partner, you know you're going to get a completely different acting experience. One, I'd say Catherine Zeta-Jones. She's a literal legend. Um, but her character is nothing like her her, her personality. She kind of plays the uh, antagonist to the, the uh, hunters. Um, so she's an amazing scene partner. She really is, but she like pulls something out of you. Cause it's like, okay, like this is not Catherine right now. This is Billy and I need to act as such. Right. Um, so I'd say her and then who's like, not like their character. You know, I think, um, Jake Austin Walker, he kind of plays this like lone wolf who is, um, to himself and he has, this thing with his grandpa and he's not really like approachable to whereas that's literally the opposite of, of Jake's um, personality. He's so fun. He's literally like, like my brother. He's so, so cool. Um, so two really great scene partners, I'd say. And he, they, they both pull something like crazy out of you because you know that they're truly acting at, at that point. Yeah. I love to hear it. Before I let you go, some fun kind of rapid fire-ish questions, because the whole point of Collider Ladies Night Pre-Party is so our audience gets an opportunity to get to know you a little. First one okay. I have for you is, what is a little thing that may seem, you know, silly or insignificant to other people out there, but you love it and it brings you happiness and joy on a regular basis? 
can I say like candles? I'm such a candle person. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking up around my apartment and there's three candles right here, right there and right there that are lit at the moment. I'm such a candle person. It just like sets the vibe, you know? Do you have a go-to candle scent? I like anything vanilla. Oh, vanilla. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> and I was once given a candy corn candle. And now every candle in my apartment is candy corn. It's candy corn? Really? I haven't I tried it. On Etsy. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have to give it a try. Okay. I feel like uh, you might regret uh, running with that tip I just gave you, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll reconnect one day and I'll get your your full candy corn candle review. Um, How about this one next? What is something you can't be on set without? Whether it's, you know, your notes, your sides, a certain snack, something to pass the time in between scenes, you name it. I need a caramel coffee at all times. Caramel coffee specifically. Um, I might do hazelnut sometimes if, if caramel isn't available, but I'm such a coffee person. I like my coffee very, very sweet. I know that it's so bad, uh, but I need sugar and caramel and the half and half and the whipped cream. Um, and if it's made perfectly, I'm a very happy camper on set. The right sure. coffee is very important. I respect the that. Coffee. You know what you like and you stick to it. I do. <laughs> Here's a big yeah. one. What is the movie that you've rewatched the most? <laughs> I might say uh, Sex in the City 1, one of my favorites. I'm constantly, um, my friends know this, I'm, I'm the person, if you say any word, I can give you a line from a random thing with, with that word in it. And I'm always like, what movie is that? What show? what show they're like zuri i don't know sex in the city and i'm like yeah exactly (laughs) yeah if it's a word that's in either jurassic park or scream i could play that game i don't know about much much else but i can do it with (laughs) for sure yes i'm such 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 um a movie head for sure i'm always like what line a movie All right, here's one that I always love asking because I believe right now your IMDb trivia page does not have anything on it. So I always love looking at those and seeing like this, they they always have like the most random weirdest things about people. If you could Mm -hmm. add something yourself to that page about about yourself, what would it be? Zuri's, (laughs) Zuri's favorite color is pink. Zuri's favorite musical is Les Miserables. Zuri's favorite flower, pink roses. I don't know. You have, <laughs> a, hidden, you have a hidden talent? <laughs> do I have a hidden talent? I don't know if I do. I'm sure I do. I can do this like really weird thing with my eye. It's it's it's, it's like my party trick um, that I probably won't pull out right now because it like it looks it, it it looks crazy. But one day I will. One day I will show you the the really weird thing that I can do with my eye. Is it weirder than what Bill Skarsgård to do, can do with his eyes? And he did it in It as Pennywise. See, oh, it might not be that weird. I can like, but you know, it's so funny. I can do it with this eye, but not this eye. So it's really like a special talent. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll show you one day. One day you're going to show me that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll end with this one and I'll preface it by saying stealing is bad, but let's say there was one historical artifact out there that did tempt you to steal it. What would that thing be? Probably 
a really cool uh, piece of jewelry that was buried with like the Egyptians or something. Like if, if it was this really beautiful gold choker or um, the earrings, cause they had the jewelry back then. Okay. So um, without anyone knowing it might be that. I respect that choice. If I ever see yeah. those headlines in the news, I'll know it was you. <laughs> Zuri, thank you so much for sharing some of your journey with us on Collateral Ladies Night Pre-Party. And again, huge, huge, huge congratulations on National Treasure, The Edge of History. Cannot wait to see the full season and everything you'll have coming our way. Thank you so much. That's stamps.com. Code program.